0: Loud and Proud champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast. It's the free one on the Sunday night. It's good, there's plenty to talk about, loads happening, even Mayo might get a mention as well. But first, Oasis. Um, Right, massive weekend. Massive. Where do I start? I suppose you kind of talk about the absolute effect the league had on the team, on the championship, kind of in terms of predicting teams, what teams you're looking at, who's going to be playing, what team is out there, and the way it looked, the team, every team, everybody got their bodies back, got their best players out. So what I probably should have done, or maybe what, what I kind of did do was would be, you look at the best players in each club. And then you pick the team from that Regardless of what went on in the league We kind of knew that teams were hoodwinking Each other Especially when there's nothing at stake Um, So that's what it looked like Everyone got their best 15 on the pitch From the club Barring big injuries Where they were never going to come back from But you look at other teams You look at the likes of Clotter You look at even the Pearcy You look at um, the Irelanders Teams like that Got got their house in order Got their best teams out (coughs) And that's the way it, it shows and then in similar to that to like Curly Plunkett's game, once you get your best 15 out, league forms are relevant. And it just shows as well the, the nature of competitive action like the Championship. Nothing like Championship. You can't beat Championship. But in terms of the pressure build, and once you've your best 15 players out there, you're a match for any team. And that kind of showed across the board as well. Although there wasn't overly many shocks on the Sunday but there's a couple of close games and there's a couple of maybe one surprise at the, on the the Friday night. But that, that's I just wanted to make a point of that because it, there was good standard across the board. A lot of people got, a lot of teams got their best players out there, and it showed in the quality of football, especially at junior level. I'm very surprised again at the level of detail and tactical work at junior. It was really really high standard, and I'll get into that with the results later on. <laughs> but um, really bright really bright weekend of action uh, what I think would add to it I think I mentioned in the champ over column, Corrigan the one I did with him that although you say you're going split season now it'll be August Sept- September onwards from now on maybe August as well <coughs> for championship especially what I find is obviously the evenings are going to get darker but I think the, the floodlight games make for a better occasion and make for better tension make for better games look across the board on the, fri- on the Friday night four really really good games really good tension really good drama really good spectacles I think the lights add to it they make the play it sharpens the players senses the crowd feel like they're at a real event because the spotlight is re- is literally on the players so I think you look at the Sunday and it was a little bit flat playing the day during the day obviously the junior teams are playing in the morning that takes away from it somewhat uh, the tension and kind of the build up to it. And I suppose then you're waiting all weekend as well to play. It doesn't help for the Sunday teams, but I just feel that this this the floodlight games really really add to it. Any game that was under floodlights, obviously that big hum of a game between the Marys and the Mockers, really really added to it. A um, couple of things as well. Uh, do keep sending in to the the your the red star either again great reaction. And and first of all I should have actually started the podcast with thanks to all the people, the hundreds of you that have signed up for the podcast, for the champ pod this month and this the next six weeks I suppose. Really heartwarming to see that people are really interested in loud football, want to talk about it, want to hear about it, want to banter with, want to correct me, want to pick up things and uh, tell me that such and such as like say Ollie Butterley is a cousin of John uh, Clutterbuck sorry uh, Butterley on the brain but yeah so just different stuff like that it's just great uh, to have the knowledge out there and tap into TE and have a bit of a community on it so first of all thanks a million and then the Red Stars maybe you're not maybe you don't fully remember them I'll explain it over again Red Stars will be named every Tuesday those are players with really good potential uh, who maybe are experienced players that show their potential but are showing it again, or players that are just outstanding have been outstanding match winners for the for the teams in either forwards or attack. So I've asked people to send in the nominations. I have a couple of nominations. I've uh, kind of need to be swayed, maybe one or two, because they're such really good standout performers. I'll be naming those on the Tuesday. But uh, so keep sending them in, and they'll obviously ever be two every weekend of action, and they'll receive a, a a loud and proud red star jersey. So it does count. Um, right I just want to touch on the All-Ireland final just a bit of an analogy you kind of make in that T like Mayo I'm really sickened by Mayo now at this stage in terms of the All-Ireland and that I kind of thought I would hoodwink that they would get through it I didn't get to say it on the end of that Liam Shevlin podcast which I did last week um, for the Patreon uh, members that I kind of the one thing I didn't qualify I thought Mayo would win but I didn't qualify it with that Mayo love the madness and the hype of a game and the way it takes on a world of its own. Tyrone don't let that happen. They never let that happen. And that proved the case on Saturday. And then you think, "Geez, we're foolish, weren't we all? To think that Mayo would actually win and beat this Tyrone out for it? Just so clinical. They're un- unreal. And it kind of shows as well, if you don't get in there and win a, win a championship final, you're kind of... The more it builds, the more you get used to losing and you become really good losers... I mean, like gracious, and you just get into the routine. And I simply see that across the board. In you see that even Glide have lost a couple of finals in a row. The Dreadnoughts and Cooley going back in my time, as well. <coughs> and maybe the clans at intermediate level, they get stuck at that level, and you don't you lose those finals, and you can't shake that. And you you have baggage then as well. And then you look at the final as well. Compare it to last year's senior final. The Jocks just won it. I remember saying that at the time, you'd hear that in the glory days. They just won it, whereas Mayo missed a load of chances. RD missed a load of chances. And that's just the way you have to be. There's no sentimentality about finals. It's just about winning it and getting the job done, and no matter what way you do it. So that was just a couple of comparisons I wanted to make. And then, always we forget as well with the championship, how how key score differences as well, especially with three team group, you're out one you're out one week. So a big big win kinda of gives you an extra point to kinda of, you're more or less guaranteed a quarter final place, especially if you win the opening weekend as well. A draw throws a big one into the mix in terms of permutations and that for the final weekend. But you can see teams are aware of that now and playing for us But um, yeah, so we'll we'll get into the weekend's action. Uh, I suppose my journey of the weekend was on Taurus tonight Went out to the clans and I was mightily impressed by Stabannon. Uh, a lot of people would have tipped the I vote. You have a vote on Instagram, you can check that as well in the build-up to the game. Obviously the Malachies not going well but in a division higher than Stabannon and they just turned it on. Um, they were winning well by half-time. They, they were winning by 8 points, 14-6. Uh, into the end of the, uh, into the second half water break, Harry Bortoli impressing, uh, he might be a Red Star, have a couple of Red Star nominations from the this game, but, the, uh, the Malachy's dug in there, poor Moly got a goal and a point, and Collie Rooney came off the bench to get a point, uh, to make it a, a three point game at one stage, so they, they, they pushed right back into it, the Malachy's, so they might have a say in it as well, but I just thought it was a, it was a good game, and, uh, a man and a groan, they have a nice nice young team there and uh, yeah like I said a couple will be mentioned during the week but they look very controlled, a lot of pace, a lot of energy, a lot of help for David Klofsky up front which he hasn't got before, a couple of players too come in. So they look quite good, they'll give like I said on the, the videos I do after every game I'm asked, they will give Glyde a rattle and Glyde will relish that too I suppose, especially hearing me say that but... Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be one of the, the games to earmark next weekend. I'll go through the fixtures now in a minute. But um yeah, so Stobano winning the first game of the kicking off the first game of the championship fifteen points to one eight and then the other game on that night. It's a bit of a killer having the games on at the same time as well, I must say. And not all the games on Lou T V, so you kinda can't catch up on them fully. Um I haven't even had time to catch up fully on the Mocdas Marys game. But then, yeah, the, the other game that night was a historic win as well, and uh, a big win for and Gales one seven to eight over to Daryl who lost men early in uh, early on that game. Kima McDonald with the gold, um, really good little player from from Cooley, well from Cooley and join one of mine with Cooley and join Gales. So that's a big win for them, very momentous win, and uh, credit to them. Especially they had a bit of hardship there in in. Um, in the league not feeling a couple of teams and had a bad run of it but they got their act together and they were, they were quite good then on the Friday night I went down to Stabannon uh, to see the Irelanders versus the Kevins just a really really in, intriguing contest a couple of good forward a lot of good forward play and a couple of good scores and really good goals it was very close um, nip and tuck early on but the, the actual defeated team the Kevins were, beaten, were down 4-1 or oh, up 4-1 early on then Dean Maguire had a goal chance and he, he got it over the bar and then Jordan Dunhill comes through and gets a great goal and then Dean Maguire looks very very lively got his second goal and they were just they were just a better team from that point on the Irelanders they were calm they were, they were John Savage just picked to win the wind intermediate out and he, he could be onto something a lot of teams are putting their hand off I will probably be doing power rankings during the week um, but the game was kind of in the melting pot in the set in the, the start of the second half water break. They got the, uh, Pappy Clark got the first goal for the Kevins but then <coughs> Peter McStravick got his got his uh, got his first goal, really good goal that put them ahead. And in fairness to the Kevins they came back to make it a three point game, three three to nine at half time. But then the Cab the Ireland just left in the second half. Cottle Ferretor he really came to life with three second half points. Maguire Dean again. Uh, and then a fourth goal for the Irelanders By Peter McStravick, So they won 4.13 to 13 points Tom Matches also a good player I think every game I went to this weekend There was a total player A former total player involved Aidan um, Seven obviously uh, Out in Sabanon now In this game Tom Matches I think is living in Living in total And then on, Saturday, on Sunday You you the likes of uh, Brian Basher Sharky for the piercy and their win over the Seans. um O'Shea McGee, and then the Osbournes with the O'Connell's on Sunday night uh, for against Mark. Um, then on who else won the Saturday? Obviously the Marys had a massive win, massive in terms of what it'll do for them to get that late late win. They're very good at getting those late goals. Carl Gillespie, one of them probably the highlights of the championship so far. I was I was obviously in Stabannon had Lou TV, with Ronan Lynch beside me, he had Lou TV on the phone. We watched the last 15 minutes in the press box, which is just, it was class. It was really good to watch. The tension was unreal below in Haggerstein. He could feel it in Stabannon. And uh, you just thought the Moctis had it. They'd give a hell of a performance. Tom Jackson gets sent off. Ryan Jackson gets sent off early doors. McConnell gets an early goal for the Marys, but then you just think the mockers have it. That it's going to be their night. Upcroft's Carl Gillespie just goes in and then has the audacity to go for the goal when everyone probably thought he should have hand-passed the ball over the bar for a point. He didn't, he buried it in the bottom and then they hung on in again. Even Mark Fay, the diminutive little forward, coming back and making a big block for the Marys. And they didn't play well by all accounts, but they still had to have a win and a, a big dint in the mockers who were I thought it was very clever from the mockers, playing Kieran Bourne on the fourteen and, and Donald McKenny. that was a really good move, having played midfield for Loud having played midfield for the mockers all through the league, really good Decky Bourne was obviously back as well to kick a couple of points, just I Amiris mean, Marys did three 10 three ten nineteen points, they still nearly get that nineteen twenty mark every time and it was the same again you just could never write them off to have that scoring power to get goals to get scores from everywhere and that proved to be the case again no matter how good of a game or a performance it was <coughs> from the Mockers. Craig Lennon had a good game for the Mockers as well all those players they'll be featuring in that red start then <coughs> probably the biggest result the biggest shock or probably the biggest outcome I wouldn't say biggest shock but just a massive massive win uh, was the Falcons six eighteen to one seven over Roach? <coughs> like Owen Duffy mentioned that in the podcast. Thankfully, to have that recorded. If he ups his efficiency, <coughs> the Falcons have a great chance of going all the way, and that proved to be the proved to be the case. Blowing Roach away like with a hat trick and a couple of others got <coughs> gold as well. But uh, it just it just shows like Roach go well in the league, but then um, Championship is a completely different animal. And it goes the same with the Plunkets and the Kilcare. The Plunkets have one one win all year. Go down to Kilcairley who are going well in the league. They can win that division too if if they get the results are still in their own hands if the play Hunterstown in that showdown. And Keane Brady got the level up and Kilcairley had a chance to win it, but it just went over the post. I don't think it, the, the umpires had a bit of a chat about it afterwards, but they didn't get the win and that was a shock. Like a lot of people tipped Kilcare to win that game, win it well. And Plunkett just showed they got all the men back. Got the probably the best fifteen, maybe keen match. He still probably has to come into it, but they showed up. Trumps all the full forward line scoring, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a really good performance for them getting that draw with Kilkerley who are very, very much favourites for that game. Um, so Sunday morning. Obviously, the the Ireland was on the Saturday. Sunday morning, I was in H- Hunterstown I uh, got to see the Piercey and the Sean's up close. This is a really, really good game. Very, very. I know you might think, "Oh, yeah, how is that a good game?" And <coughs> the the running run away with it. But it was very cagey stuff. Very well, very well set up teams. Both came with systems, to play, both very organised, both very fit. Um, goal chances coughed up, saved, <coughs> engineered, cut through, and I just thought it was. I it was a really fascinating game. Six five a half time. Aaron Miles used a sweeper for the Shawns. He got a free at the end to make a six five a half time. The 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 Piercy were three points ahead. Robbie Murphy got three early points, but on three nil ahead, it was six three with Murphy's uh, last three and a half. <coughs> and then second half got very lively again. Marty Duffy came on for the Seans, We mentioned him and Dalton McNamie on those pre- previous podcasts then. Vinnie Corley Vincent Corley got a counter goal on the stroke of uh, the second half water break put the one ninety-seven 9 to seven ahead Peter Roswell did reply but it appears he got another goal as well so that was a really good game There's, uh, Danny Collins was exceptional I thought for the Seans but uh, yeah that was a really intriguing encounter and it'll push on both teams I'd say both teams might get out of that group because and Gales might be eyeing up a couple of them as well though having won their first game as well then, from being at Hunterstown to going to watch Hunterstown play, they played Cooley. <coughs> and this was a really, really cagey affair as well. A lot of players getting behind the ball. A lot of players working hard for a score, keeping it tight at the beginning, didn't want to be out of the game early in the contest. And Cooley looked to be bossing, and looked to be controlling. If Malone was coming into a bit of form, they went 3-1 ahead. And then next thing, the game flipped on two goals. Either side the the water break a, a shot from Mark Ward. Went short um, Who kept it alive? Um, Brendan Lennon kept it alive Was it Martin? Brendan Lennon kept it alive The ball fell to Dean And he buried it Dean Bournes buried it to the net <coughs> Then Ryan Bournes gets the goal Great ball across And Dotty Carroll Caught on the edge of the box below Not the road end In Dowdles Hill But the opposite end The field end Grabbed it Torn Swivelled Near the goals um, Great finish 2-1-3 to three points and Brennan and Lennon got another point as well from a tight angle and that, that they never really they look very comfortable holding a lead Hunterstown look very organised they played to their strengths good Malone and Paddy Johnson uh, replied to make it 2-2-5 to at half time very impressed with those two um, Bournsie you now with the first score of the second half Sean Hayes goalkeeper kicks the ball across his own box of the pass Bourns, inter intercepts it the wrong man to get it for the Cooley and he buries it Davy Finn gets a point as well uh, after that 3-3 three, three to 6 points after King Carl gets a free uh, and like just coolly. to be fair to them they dug into the game Brian White got the next couple of scores got all the scores actually from that point on he got 7 out of 8 second half points he got 4 in a row to pull it back to 3 and Huntsdale were, were, were holding on they had 15 men behind the ball they were trying to see it out Cooley just couldn't get the goal, and Whites missed a couple of missed two frees to maybe narrow the gap to one. Ryan Burns picks them off then, and then Fitzer gets the last score with a free. Or yeah, Whites gets the last score with a free. Um so it was, it was a there was two tough, two, two tough teams going at. It. Maybe they might have a say of the Rattleys next. And then the last game night, like my own team, Rangers, um Played uh, the O'Connells who are missing a good few. Bernard Osborne wasn't playing, and um, obviously Robbie Quigley was away and Keane Doyle. Now Conlon hasn't played this year, but even Conor McGill wasn't playing on the night. Uh, Keith Ryan wasn't playing, so it, they were very, very de- much depleted side. Wayne Cannon's, uh O'Connell side <coughs> but to be fair there was still a game through Stuart Osborne and Jackie Agnew they, they both got scores Sean Connolly was in the full forward line as well but Shane Hickey gave Cullen the perfect start with a goal uh, off Adrian Reid run they went 1-6 and no score ahead after uh, after 18 minutes the first half water break um, Aaron O'Brien Jack Thompson Ben McKenna got the first of his three points and Carl Fleming as well Stuart Osborne got their first point eight minutes before the end of the first half Steve Smith forced into a save as well. Then ben McKelly gets the last going to make it one eight to one at half time. Then Cullen kinda let them back into it in the in the, in the third quarter. Jackie Agnew gets two frees. Um uh, Shane Higgins gets another point, and Carl Fleming gets a score as well. Uh then two goals in two in two attacks. Um Adrian Aidy McShane or Adrian Reid flicks the ball to the net. And then Ben Waters gets a buries the goal to make it three eleven to four, and it's kind of then all the subs come in. Then but Connor Kearney gets a goal in reply. For the O'Connell to so fair to be fair to Connie was quite good tonight. Uh, big strong man, lot of big strong men. Sean Cairns, Carl O'Brien, um, who's the the high chap? Stephen High is it? Uh, very lot of pig men. Sean Connolly, you mentioned him already. Then Cullen just seen the game out three sixteen to one six winners. Stephen Murphy. Uh, the ball, the ball was waved wide when Javon Carroll her shot Stephen Murphy the linesman came in and uh, adjudicated and, and, and did the right job helping Jonathan Brennan say uh, that it actually was a point so it was uh, O'Connell's that finished the last two scores of the game Ciaran and Jackie Agnew with a free. so that's three sixteen to one 6 then the other game a big win for the Dreadnoughts we kind of hinted at that in the podcast of Friday they might, they might be uh, better than they were in the league and it proved that they got all the men back Peter Kerwin, Peppy Smith, James Peach Califf, um, all all come out all did rightly, but it's Jay Hughes that took the took the game with a scuffle neck with eleven scores. Really, really impressive performance by him. And kinda of helped in terms of the Geraldines, who had two men sent off, um Captain Josh Arrowsmith or two, two yellow and a black maybe. He was sent off early doors and then James Craven, he was also sent off uh, but to be fair to the journalists, they kept going, two late goals from uh, Ben Mooney and Shane O'Hanlon, made it 19-2-6 in the finish. And then the other game of the day that I haven't mentioned, which is a close game, uh, Newtown Blues beat the Dawkins 12-9. And a lot of people are, are sending the Johnny McDonald for a red star, he's now in goals for the Blues, he was quite, quite good, I think he made three first half saves very close encounter conor bradine got a couple of scores but it was ross nally that kind of led the light for the blues in their win um, over the Dockers. is that was a repeat of the senior final a couple of seasons ago 2017 senior final a lot of players missing from that day a lot of injuries of course a lot, a lot of those players as well but very competitive game nonetheless <coughs> where will the blues stand where will the Martins stand? They're out next weekend. The champions. It'll be interesting to see how they get on. Um, but there's still games. There's games obviously tomorrow night. I'll be at the Wolf Tones versus Land i dying to see how that game. We'll be back in Stabannon again. Half seven tomorrow evening. Glenn Emmets. They take on Anamin and Rovers. They're the team to to beat according to everyone in the champ pods. The preview ones. <coughs> um, so that's tomorrow night. But then tour, Friday night again. No game on to this weekend. You have Friday night, I think the under seventeen yeah, the under seventeen championship is on uh, the minor championship is on Taurus night. And then Friday, yeah. Clyde take on Stebannon in Darver. And then the Mitchells take on the Knicks. Knicks, sorry, never mentioned the Knicks. They had a massive win the four probably I forgot about them because it's their first win in six years in the championship. So a big, big win for them over the Westerns. And they'll fancy themselves uh, maybe topping the group again the Mitchells. they they have one game under the belt. Jimmy Moore, got nine points. Um, uh, so really good performance for them. Let me see. This when I get. To, I think the boys got five points. Uh, the Westerns, but it was yeah, one seventeen. I wanted to just see who got the goal. It was Pauly Downey got one two. Good player, uh, in a the lead squads underage this past few seasons. Yeah, very good player, Pauly Downey. So. That's a good win for the Knicks. Like really good. M- uh, mentioned the Cahill and Gales getting the first win long time. The, the ban as well. So all those junior teams seem to be improving or getting <coughs> getting their their act, their timing in um, in the right situation. So let's see more fixtures. Who else is out? Saturday, <coughs> this is the big one. Seven o'clock in Haggerson, The Feckins play the Mahanies. They'll be really good. Um, half five on the Saturday, the Docking place play play the Clans. That'll be that'll be tasty. to two the Dock sides going at. It. Then talk about forwards. The Rattleys half four against Hunterstown in Dunlear. That'll be another really good encounter. See where exactly Hunterstown are at and how good the Rattleys are having come down from last season. And then half two on a Saturday. That's a tough. That's a tough timing, isn't it? It's the two teams that are at the lower end of Division Two. The Plunkets who got that draw. Take, be, or play the Mart, so that's Instabannon as well that'll be, that'll, that'll be really good games there as well uh, I'm trying to figure out which games I'll be going to, I'll be talking about all these games on Taurus that we'll be previewing and giving our predictions as well on Tor- on um, Taurus's podcast for the Loud and Proud members and then Saturday, or Sunday so the Joes, maybe they'll be licking their lips as well or rubbing their hands, they'll face the Blues in the Grove, they always have good games down there in the Grove and that's 2 o'clock, then half 3 in till Ardy take on the Pats so um, it's nice actually going around the different grounds I meant to mention that at the start, it's nice to get that kind of difference of uh, grounds and uh, backdrops and, and stadiums and facilities and that, so yeah, that's a nice uh, also thing as well, then the champions are out, they play the dreadnoughts they played each other last year in the championship Martin's giving them a good good tanking So the Dreadnoughts are in relegation trouble. Don't think they will be in relegation trouble this year. They play in Dunlear. And then 7 o'clock, in Stabannon, Mattock Rangers take on the Brides to finish off the weekend. The two most recent intermediate champions. And the Brides will be looking at that O'Connell's game against Mattock Rangers. And they'll be looking to kind of provide a sterner opposition than O'Connell's. Then on the Monday night again, it'll be Anneman and Rovers against Lanlear. Oh sorry, no that's a, that's a Sunday. Sorry, that's Sunday at twelve o'clock. And I'm in the Rovers against Lanlear and Darver and then the Tones and Glen Emmett's in the Gaelic grounds and That that'll be a tasty game as well. To see exactly where the tones are or how far they've come. So that's the opening weekend of the, of the championship. That's episode one six five of the Loud of Proud. Like I say, loads to come during the week. Thanks for everyone who signed up. It's really been it's it's just brilliant, to be honest, that the interest is out there in loud football. And in clubs and and at the heart of the community as well, which they are. So, um, yeah, thanks very much. And I look forward to another hectic week Tuesday. And tomorrow night I'll be doing a video after that game between the Tones and Land <coughs> And I'll also have um, updates as well from the other game that night as well, at Glenham's first game. Uh, Tuesday, Red Stars and then Thursday preview and ballsy predictions and possibly an interview of someone on to go through those games as well thanks very much for listening talk to you during the week bye bye Loud and Proud Champauds brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and Rd Credit Union